0: And if you go to a good teacher, they're going to give you the techniques by which to walk the journey inside. It's a different process in many ways because going to a teacher of art, it's all about the outer. It's looking with your two eyes, looking at things, drawing those shapes, drawing those designs, getting the shading. It's all about focusing outside and capturing what you see in the outer on something outside. But on the journey inside, it is truly different because you are not using your physical body in any way, shape, or form. You are using other techniques, developing other skills, and you are using different qualities of self than the physical eye or the hand or the mind. You are using something different. And if you have a good spiritual teacher, they will direct you on how to develop those skills inside, to begin to wake up, to begin to come into the greater knowing, to begin to understand, and to begin to walk that inner journey in a way that you truly know you're on the right path. They give you an understanding of technique, of where to focus, of how to hold your attention, on what to hold your attention on, and then to look beyond that moment of the technique and find the truth that the technique takes you to, that's where you begin to become the great spiritual being that you are, is to go beyond the technique that the teacher has taught you. Does that make sense? But the technique is a way to get there. If you do not practice, you will not become the great artist. If you do not practice, you will not wake up inside to know the spirit of who you really are as divine, as loving, as the God that dwells within, as a child of God, as the living, divine, loving essence of the Lord. So what we share here is technique. It is techniques about waking up inside, of going inside, of seeing inside, of feeling inside, of knowing inside, of experience. And we share with you these techniques that you might begin to have your own experience inside. But it's different for each of us. We each have walked a different life journey. Our paths have been different. Our experiences have been different because of the choices we have made not just in this life but other lifetimes that have brought us to these places where we are in this lifetime now. So your inner experiences are going to be somewhat different than what mine are, what Brian's has been, or what others around you are experiencing. But they will all be the same nonetheless. It will just look a little different, it'll have a different color, it'll have a different quality, it'll have a little different action, but it's the same. But to get to that place where you can begin to experience your own inner awakening that is truly unique unto itself for you, you have to begin to practice the techniques that will bring you to that doorway where you can step into that inner journey. And that's what the techniques are that we are sharing with you about the inner focus, about the inner pathway, about the names of God, about what to look for, what to be aware of, what to hear, what to listen for, so that you can begin to hold your attention on that place inside where the awakening does take place. It's different in that there's nothing in the world that you have to purchase, that you have to set up, such as an easel and canvas and palette and brushes. It's very different because all you have to do is sit down and close your eyes and go inside. And for some of us that's a pretty easy step to take. But for others it is a challenge. Why is it a challenge? Because we don't want to go inside and confront whatever it is we've hidden inside. I know for myself when I began this inner journey there were things inside of, that I had placed against myself, judgments that I did not want to have to look at. Judgments that I had taken on from others and believed or accepted or allowed in, that I just buried in the unconscious and didn't want to look at and deal with. There were fears that I would push aside, push away so I didn't have to deal with them. And I found that when I began to do my prayer, which later became my meditation, some of the first things that came up for me were just those things that I had hidden away in the closets inside my consciousness. And I had to begin to deal with those things. That may be one reason why you find yourself not willing to sit in meditation. Sit and close your eyes and go inside and truly connect into the truth of who you are. It may be because in order to get to that truth, you've got to take away all that is false. You've got to release it. You've got to forgive it. You've got to allow it to move on to wherever it can go next. But just now reside here. And that can be a challenge for many. But if you are willing to do that, if you are willing to sit and confront any and all things that come up, and it may not be in the beginning moment of your meditation practice, it may be six months after you start or a year after you start that all of a sudden these things begin to rise up inside of you. But when they do, that's the moment you really truly want to use the techniques that have been given to you. There are three techniques that we talk about over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And And we'll continue to do that because we know, one, they work. And two, that if you apply them, they will work. And three, we know that these are the keys to the kingdom in the way of technique that will begin to open that door for you to have experience inside. And that's loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. Three simple little things, simple little actions that if we will do, we will find our lives transformed. We will find our actions in life changing. We will see that our response will be an action and not reaction. And we will begin to see our lives lived out very differently than before. But it's a matter of applying those three techniques in our lives regularly, daily, in every moment that we can remember to apply them. Not just when we sit down and meditate but in every moment of every day that we can stay awake and aware and bring them present to do so. These three techniques are techniques of spiritual awakening, loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. It's interesting. When I started out at the age of 18 in San Antonio, I didn't didn't talk so much about the inner practice, meditation, loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. Because the community at that time where I was at, and really where the consciousness on the planet was at at the time, wasn't really focused so much about the inner journey and about the path that the mystics have taught. It was more focused on UFOs, channelers and mediums, psychic phenomena, psychic healing, and so many other things of the psychic and material world. And in order for me to impart some of the greater wisdom and the greater truth to individuals that came to these classes I was sharing, I had to also speak in those things that they were interested in at the time. About UFOs, about aliens, about ghosts, about psychic phenomena, about parapsychology, about psychokinesis, about clairvoyance and clairaudience and clairsentience and how to develop these things and how to see auras and what are auras about and chakras. These are all things having to do with psychic material world, but in there I would also infuse this other dynamic of spirit, of grace, of the Holy Spirit. But I wove it in in such a way that it was subtle. It wasn't blatant. Because if I had said it blatantly and if I had just opened up and said it directly, the majority of the people would have gotten up and left. But by doing it subtly, gradually over time, the consciousness of the individuals and of the group began to move in a different direction than it had begun. And that new direction that it was taking was moving more on a spiritual quest rather than a psychic and material quest. It was a gradual process. And in those techniques that I shared, I shared with them Techniques by which to open up. I knew that if they really used them properly and did the techniques I taught, they would have psychic experience. But I also infused into those techniques certain things that would also take them above the psychic without them even realizing it so that they would glimpse that inner light, that inner truth, that inner loving, that has nothing to do with the psychic and material world. And as they began to practice those techniques and to do them regularly, they began to have psychic experience, but they also began to have something much more profound, something much greater. And that was spiritual enlightenment, spiritual awakening, spiritual experience infused into those psychic moments. I knew what I was doing. You have to start where the group is at and then take the next step and take the next step. And as I did, they walked with me on this journey. There were some that stayed for the whole quest and there were others that as it became more spiritually involved, they left to go find more about the psychic. They went somewhere else because they were caught up more in the outer dynamic of self-empowerment and self-demonstration rather than self-awakening to the divine that they are. And that was just fine because with that transition, we were able to go deeper into the spiritual action and truly move beyond the psychic material practices So if you look at some of the techniques I taught early on and they're in the materials that we share and give here, you will find that there are things that look as though they are more about psychic development. And they are to one degree. But in truth, they are about techniques of focus, techniques of holding your attention on one point, and keeping it there for as long as you can and to begin to hold your attention to a place inside where the awakening can begin. Every technique that I have shared about self-development has been truly aimed at the inner journey even though it may not have looked like it at the time I was sharing it because of where people were focused on. And many of the things in the way of meditations that I have shared over the years, the starry sky, the golden pool, the inner garden, those are truly wonderful techniques of meditation to practice, to move through those envisionments, to move through those inner experiences, and to allow yourself to have that inner quest in your meditation of walking through the garden with a teacher of walking through the golden pool of water for cleansing and clearing to be in the starry sky to have it falling through you cleansing you, clearing you but in truth I knew something more than that these were just meditative techniques or meditations to be shared with people I knew something greater that they did not know and that was that these are truly the signposts along the way on the inner journey the starry sky the stars flooding you where you merge into them and they merge into you and you discover greater the inner light in you through that action and the cleansing and the clearing does take place in that moment Of going up into the realms where the Amritsar exist, where the elixir of life, where the river of loving truly can be found and connected to and merged into and begin that journey back home to God. And to walk through that golden pool at that level and truly come out the other side knowing that you now are a soul moving towards liberation. And to walk that inner garden with the inner teacher, the spiritual master who is walking with you day and night, whether you're conscious or not not conscious of the teacher, and be able to go into that garden and walk with your teacher, share, listen, and receive inner wisdom, That place truly does exist in the inner regions, in the inner realms. And that is another signpost along this pathway. That when you do come to these places of the starry sky, of the golden pool, at that level of Amritsar, of the elixir of life, where you do come into the garden of the divine teacher within, then you know that you are walking this journey. Then you know that this journey, this path that we share here is true. That's the only way you're ever going to know it. The only way you're ever going to know that I am not lying and that Brian is not lying and what we share is to sit down and to go inside and find out for yourself. I know it's true because I walk it every day. I know it's true because I've done those techniques to the point that they came alive in me and then I took the next step beyond the technique and began to find my own way of doing my inner walk. And I know Brian has done the same thing. And what we share is from that inner experience. Not a hope and a wish. Boy, well, I hope that if you do this technique, it's going to work. I hope if you get this initiation, you might find something. No, I, I hope that maybe you'll find that garden somewhere, besides just in the imagination as we share it in a meditation here. It's no hope. We know it's there. We know these things do exist. And we know that if you will sit down and do the technique till that technique comes alive inside of you, and then you move one step beyond the technique into the action that is in the energy that the technique brought awake, you too will find the truth in what we share. I remember in San Antonio, when I was teaching one of my classes, I was 21 years old, And this woman had come to one of my classes and really liked what I was doing. And she decided that she wanted me to start doing uh, a a class one evening a week at her home. So she got all of her friends together and I came over for the first introduction to, to share with people about things. And where she was coming from was really quite a very spiritual place. But where her friends were coming from was really quite a psychic place. They really wanted to be the psychic, the clairvoyant, the channeler, the medium, different things, just as we talked about earlier. And so what I would start with in my first introduction, I would share a little bit about myself, about what I share and talk about and teach. I would share about some of the techniques. And then I'd say, now let's go around the group here and find out, well, what do you want this group to be about? What would you like this group to do dynamically, to manifest, so that you get something out of this group setting? So, one by one, each individual started sharing. When we came to the lady who put this all together, she looked around and she said, what's wrong with you people? (laughs) And everyone was like, what? You know, These were her friends. She said, what's wrong with you? you what are you looking for? You know, I want to know God. I want to I be spiritual here. I don't want to do all these things that you're talking about. That is just like hocus pocus and magic to me, and I don't want to do any of that. I brought you all together because I thought we were all doing the same thing in life. I thought we all wanted spirit in our life in a dynamic way. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you all now and I'm wondering, do I know you? And a friend of hers said, well, wait a minute. Yes, you know us, but maybe you've never asked us what it is we were looking for in our lives. And it started a great discussion. And so this dynamic verbal statements started developing in the group. At first it was a split. Her against them. And she had an againstness there. Because she was upset that they weren't moving where she wanted. They weren't bringing the group together in a way that she had hoped to bring together to have what she wanted in her home and for her life. And she was out to somehow con- convince them to move in her direction. Others were trying to help her understand how wrong she was. That if she wanted to know God, she had to become psychic and she had to do these things, and then she could be spiritual. That was really spiritual. And as we went around and around, and this went on for maybe a good hour of just talking, and I just sat there and I said nothing, I just listened until finally this one man that was in the group that hadn't said a thing because he was seated next to her, (laughs) he was the next one to speak, finally said, everyone, shut up. He said, we're all going in the same direction. Stop pretending that we're not. We're all just defining it differently. And he said, Jim... Would you define for us what it is you do every day? Would you share with us and define for us why you do these things? And so I just began to share some of the techniques I talked about earlier that I would share in the group if that's what they wanted. That I do this technique, and then I do this, and then I do this, and this leads into my meditation, and these lead into my experiences. And then I said, and why I do it? It's because I want to know God. And one of the ladies that was first talking about becoming a medium said, well, wait a minute. But you're clairvoyant. You see auras. You're aware of chakras. You're aware of all these beings. You know about aliens and UFOs, right? I said, yeah, I know about all that stuff. I see those things. I know that. She said, so you didn't start doing all these techniques to get all that? I said, no, no, no. I wanted God. But all these things came out of that. And she said, well, wait a minute. can I just do these things and and become a medium? And I said, I don't know. Because I didn't do it that way. I don't know. We could try it and see. But I don't know. So We started talking a little bit more, and then this gentleman said, wait a minute, we all have missed a point here. We've all missed a point. Jim said something very clearly, that he has all these gifts. He has all these awarenesses. He has all these abilities because of one thing, because he was seeking God. And when I heard him say that, I went, oh, oh, I know what you want me to say. And he said, well, then say it. (laughs) And I said, in the Bible, there's a very profound statement. And it's this statement that has guided me and given me insight as to how this unfolds. And that is, seek first the kingdom of heaven, and all else shall be given unto you. And I know that to be true because that's what I have lived. I sought God first. And in seeking God, all these other things have just unfolded. I haven't pursued any of it. I didn't seek out to become clairvoyant. I didn't seek out to see all these other realms and dimensions and beings and teachers and get all these different things. I sought God in all my prayers and all my meditations and everything I've done in techniques. I have been seeking God first. And he said, thank you, Jim. That's what I want. That's what we all want. We're just defining it differently. So let's see if we can find a definition for this group. And then we'll start moving forward with a definition of this group. And I said, could we do it a little differently? Could we not use a definition, but rather use an intention? And everybody got on board right away. Intention. Okay, we'll do it at an intention. So we all went around the group, and everybody stated their intention. And when everybody had stated their intention, I said, now let's close our eyes for a moment. And I want you to state an intention you heard, not that you said, but that you heard spoken by somebody else. And so slowly, in popcorn style, people started saying intentions that they heard other people say. And then I said, now say once again the intention you said. And I said, now say the intention that you said that you heard another person say, and then say yours, and then say theirs, and then say yours. And just keep repeating that out loud, all together. And we kept saying it, 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 until all of a sudden, I don't know how many times into it, how many minutes it was, all of a sudden, we all said one word together, and that was God. And in that moment, everybody opened their eyes and went, oh, that's our intention. And that became the intention of that group, was God. It was a wonderful dynamic. I've never had that experience ever again in any group. But it was a wonderful dynamic, a wonderful experience. And that group went on for many, many years. And we fulfilled so much. We had so many different, wonderful journeys together, inside and out. And it was because we all had the same intention, which was God. Well, in a way, that's been my intention my whole life for myself and in my sharing was God. To bring God forward, to share God, to impart the loving that is God with all that I do, with all that I share, wherever I go. It comes out in many different ways. For some, it sounds as though I'm talking about psychic things. For others, it's as though I'm talking about healing. For others, it's truly about an inner quest. And yet it's always the same. It's about God and it's about loving. That's the intention that I have held here since I started doing this in 1996 here in Austin. Here, eventually moving here to the center in 97. Is God first, God only. And it has slowly, slowly moved into that energy of God where we talk about God directly now. Not about technique and not about psychic things, not about chakras, not about different actions of healing, not about how to see the aura, not about the colors of the aura or any of those dynamics that have to do with the psychic material world. Now it's about God. And it's interesting because Those whose intentions are on God are here, are coming. But those whose intentions were about the psychic material world, they've gone out to find that elsewhere right now because that's where their focus is. That's where their intention is. Ultimately, I know that what they're going to discover is God in that as well every search, every quest, whether it's the path of an atheist, an agnostic, a devotional person in religion, a fanatic, it all leads to the same place. Whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, a Nazi, a Communist, or whatever, it all leads to the same place. Whether you're male or female, whether you're white or black or Chinese or Indian or whatever, it all leads to the same place, and that's God. Some journeys are quick and easy, and some journeys are quite long to get to that same place. Depending upon our choices, the path becomes longer or shorter by our choices that we make. So I have found that I would rather make the choices that make the path as short as possible. I've walked the long path. I've made those choices over and over that just keep extending the path a little longer, that keep moving it out so that it stretches and gets many, many more lifetimes long than I really had wanted it to be. And now I know that there's one dynamic that keeps the path very short and keeps shortening it by the action of choice that I make every day to do this action, to make this choice of sitting down and meditating every day. Every day that I sit down and meditate and go inside and hold my attention upon the seat of the soul and Put my attention on God, loving God, going to God, I am God, I am divine, I am a child of the living, loving essence of the Lord, I am, I am that I am, I am that that is God and God is in me and I am in God. The more I choose to sit down and hold my attention to that, my journeys path becomes shorter. Every day that I sit down and meditate, the path becomes shorter and shorter and shorter. To where one day I know that if I continue doing that choice and that choice only, putting God first and doing God only, that there will be no separation. There will be no path that I have to walk to be with God. But rather I am with God. I Awake into the knowing of that. And that's what I'm always sharing with you. That you truly are the living, loving essence of the Lord. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize you never left the heart of God. You just thought you did. And it's the thought that created the journey and the path and the separation. Get past the thought. Get past the mind and you'll begin to realize that there is no separation, that you never left the heart of God. Get past the mind every day, and the journey gets shorter. The path shrinks down until one day there is no path. There's just you and God. And there's no separation. There's no division. There's just oneness. That's the technique that we share here. That's the technique that we know through our own experience. And that's the technique that we hold for you, that you might do for yourself. And if you want to walk that long and wandering journey, that path that leads so many places, and some of them are a lot of fun, and some of them I don't think you really want to go there but maybe you just think you do. And I'm fine if that's what you want. Cuz I've been there too. I've walked those journeys. I've wandered it. I've I've gone focusing on God and all of a sudden I'm going over here somewhere and I'm going, "Yeah, that looks good. I think that's I think maybe I'll find God over there." I know I'm not, but it looks so tempting I just got to go over and find out. And then all of a sudden I go through the whole experience and it's like empty, nothing, lonely, sad, mad, angry, frustrated, unhappy, empty, lonely. And I then say, okay, now what was I doing? Oh, that's right, I was searching out for God. Oh my God, I was so much closer. Now I'm way out over here somewhere. Now I've got to start this journey and try to find God once again. Well, what you find is that you can either wander, wander, wander through all the different realms, through all the different incarnations, through the Wheel of 84, over and over and over, trying to hopefully find something that will lead you back to God. Or you can sit down and go inside and connect right where God resides with you now. And that's here at the seat of the soul. That's how you make this journey shrink. Every time you sit down and go inside, the journey becomes shorter. The time becomes less in this experience of separation. And you begin to live the fulfillment. You begin to live the divine knowing that you are a child of God. There's no doubt. There's no question. There's no hope. You don't have to live on faith. You live on divine knowing through experience that you are, that this is true, that I am, that God is, that I am one in and God is one in me. That is what we are sharing here. They are very, very simple techniques but they're challenging techniques and that it's all about you have to do the work yourself. And the work that you do with these techniques is inside. It's not outside focusing on a candle and looking at the flame and then taking the flame inside and then looking at the flame. It's not about the outer practice. It's not about looking at the second hand and experiencing an, an eye-open experience. It's about closing your eyes and going inside and clearing away all those things that are between you and the Lord, that you truly can come into the oneness. There are several things in these techniques that we share that work. One is the loving acceptance and forgiveness. Two is the name of God and initiation. Three is perseverance. Do it and do it and do it. But nothing's happening, Jim. Do it. Keep doing it till it happens. And then move through the happening into the experience. It takes time. I remember I decided I was going to go take an art class. I had told so many people that they should go do this. I thought, oh, wait a minute. You know what? Maybe I should go find out what they're learning about. Maybe I should go experience it. Maybe I should go find out if I'm a good artist or not. So I signed up. I went. I did a a series of art classes and I learned the process. I learned some of the techniques. And I learned that that wasn't my devotion. That wasn't my direction. I didn't want to do art this lifetime. I didn't want to be the artist. I'll inspire others, I'll help them frame their art, I'll help them get the materials to do their art, but I didn't want to be the artist this time. But now I understood a little bit more about what I was sharing so that I could really say, oh yeah, I have done that. I know how to draw and sketch a cone. I know how to get it into a three-dimensional form. I do know how to do a cube and how to move the cube around and drawing it on paper. So then I could share from my own experience rather than just what I had heard. And since then that's what I've done. I've always shared from my experience. So use these techniques daily and begin to allow them to live in you. I want to see your path becoming shorter and shorter and shorter so that this journey, this eternal journey that God has you on, is one of loving, is one of awareness that you are divine and that you live it in the fullness. And that there is no sense of separation. There is no trap of space and time. And that when you finish in this lifetime with your last breath, that which you have found in your meditation in which you're now living in your daily life, just continues. You stay in the oneness and you no longer have to come back into this world of illusion and separation because there is no path to walk anymore. There's just the experience of God. And I think I'll finish with that just as we started with the intention in my group so many years ago. With that name, that word, God. So thank you all very much. That was. <laughs> That's <not> very <laughs> hey, right on time. <laughs> I love it how Spirit does work. <laughs> yeah, really. It's funny, they. They don't live in the realms of time and space, those that work on the path of sound and light, but they're aware of time and they honor it.